You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. to grind the hardcore podcast i'm patrick i'm bob i'm tom joining us today i'm dave what up dave Uh, how's it going pat you know pretty good but you are going to be doing a lot of the heavy lifting for me this episode i've got a Mm, bit of a stomach thing i'm laying on the floor as i record this you might be the ringer I mean, I've seen you, Patrick. If I were going to pick heavy lifting, I would pick me. <laughs> True. You know What's wrong with you, Pat? These, these muscles are small but dense. Pat, so, what did you so eat? I, what did you eat? Like, because the last time you were like, I ate this. It was like three weeks old, but it's vegan, so it's fine. So I started eating bread again for the f- first time in like a month and a half. And now I, I legitimately, I know this sounds crazy. I fall asleep thinking about vegan BLTs. I. Ooh. I mean, there's worse things to fall asleep thinking of. That's true. I mean, think about if I came from like Kosovo in the 90s. I'm sure there's a lot of things that you can put your head on a pillow going, oh, yeah, my life sucks. And vegan BLTs is not one of them. So every every night I just go, damn, I want that vegan BLT. And then when I get them, I got an excessive character. So I Mm. eat like five of them and then I get like real sick. And and that's that's where I'm at now. So is that 10 pieces of bread? Yeah, it's a lot of bread. At one sitting? So, so what are you doing for your bacon? Uh, what are you doing for your bread? Are you using my killer bread? Uh, no, I'm using uh, the sprouts, uh, uh, whatever's on sale at sprouts. And then mm. the, the listen. Sorry, this is going to be a terribly interesting uh, segment for the listeners. I can't wait, for, I can't is, wait to see how this ends. Patrick's what, bread addiction. Put it in the show notes right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> what, is the, what is the vegan... Uh, Bacon that's decent. You want to go Uptons? No, it's Satan? not Uptons. Is it Bene- benevolent cool. bacon. Benevolent yeah. bacon's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty uh, good. The, the Field Rose people, whatever their company is, they make a good one too. You guys keep shooting this around. I'm going to take an actual look. Hold on. I mean, I, I'm going to run out of bacons pretty so, quick. So I will say, I, uh, Tom, I stayed at the Comfort Inn uh, in Los Angeles, a.k.a. Uh, the worst possible apartment. With Eric and Patrick, um, very nice apartment. They keep keep a nice house. Come Patrick on. has gotten his gains up. <clears throat> Looks like a healthy human. Mm. Okay, um, it's, it's all the benevolent bacon. I just checked. Benevolent right, bacon is dope. There you go. Very good. So something must be working though. Though if we're talking heavy lifting, I still would go to Dave. So, um, but Patrick is is in fine form. I appreciated the 
the place to sleep um, and uh, enjoy the Hollywood lifestyle. Did he make you watch Strife videos before he before you got to go to bed like it was a tour? No, no. Here's like some we cold a, pasta and a Stripe video. No, we ate we <laughs> ate sushi. My seven year old son went to sleep. Then we talked like uh, slumber party style for a while, and then it abruptly ended. We all just went to sleep. It was good. yo Bob. Yeah, my my girl said, "Oh, like so." I said, "Oh, Bob's coming with with his kid," and she goes, "How old's his kid?" And I said, "Oh, I don't know, like four, three, maybe." <laughs> I, and, and, and then I took a photo of the two of you, you and your son, yeah. and I sent it to my girl because your son's like a pretty adorable looking oh, kid, and like boy, the yeah. two of you look you you look very similar. Yeah, so the two, sure. Because you're adorable. And, he got and, and then the, the, the two of you sitting on a couch, you know, I sent her the photo and she just responds, that child is not three or four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was a little bit of a tell on your part of your lack of familiarity. But you did, um, you did, Easton did like you. He remembered the name of your comic book today. So that was good. That's good. Um, I mean, Pat. Last time you guys interacted, Pat was in a different place, and it was. I True. think Easton was like, "I don't know about this guy." Pat, so, you do so realize you friends now. We've been doing the podcast for like coming up on what is this? Four years or three years? It's gotta be three. Four, no, it's December 2017. Right, so, so it's coming up on four. You interacted with him like probably three years ago, and you had a conversation with him. Like we well, had like adult conversations with with. Easton. Yeah, like, but this it, is this yeah. is an, this is an example of me not remembering shit because. When she asked me how old is he, I go, uh, yeah. I go, he can talk and shit. I go, so, th- oh my I god, go, I go, so, so like three, you can talk, right? She's like, That's yeah, right. you can That's talk right. at three, mm-hmm. and I was like, I, was yeah, like, but that right, can, I mean, so. he can have like full conversations. Yeah, he reads yeah, look, books. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's like he's. I would have guessed seven or eight. Tom, he he read the first Harry Potter book on the road this this past week. That's incredible. That's pretty good. What's he doing now? Doing better than me. Right now, he's upstairs uh, at Casa de Dave and Amy, um, and he is watching um, – what was he going to watch? He's going to watch some Disney movie he hadn't seen before. Watching The Crow. Yeah, I told him I told him nothing to adult, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I don't want to get scared or bored. So, he's know. a smart kid. Yeah, yeah. For so a three-year-old, we'll man. What Really? He's got his shit together. Th- yeah. Very advanced three-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> a five-foot-two um, three-year-old. What a fucking weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so no, it was uh, it was a nice time. It was a good snapshot into the uh, the Hollywood lifestyle. So um, Easton definitely got uncomfortable with the very very real homeless pot problem in in Hollywood. It's wild. So um, as I tried to talk to him like an adult, he's like, "Can we stop talking about this? This is uncomfortable." I was like, "Yes, you're right. Let's talk about that more." He did not want to keep talking. No, we tried to talk to him about it here, and he did not have any solutions either. No, he's got to work on that. <laughs> Typical three-year-old. Um, so uh, before we get into it, let's uh, do a quick thank you to our sponsors, Close Casket Activities, Run for Cover Records, and the two we're oh. focus on today. So, so, you know what? I got I to gotta sit up, right? I'm laying down, and yeah, I didn't yeah, even get my meow off. All right, all right. <laughs> Uh, shout out to our sponsors. Death no. Shout out to our sponsors. Close casket activities. Boom. Run for cover records. Buck buck. And our two focus topics today: death with ink and to live a lie. Guys, where do we start? To live a lie. So. One of the things that we say to people is, 
a good way to support these sponsors is even if they don't have a new record out that you're particularly curious about or you haven't seen anything, please go to their distros and my favorite button, the new products button in the web store of toliveali.com. Go to the web store, click through there, click that new product button. I'm going to suggest a new one and then I think Tom is going to take us away. Maybe Dave can chime in too on an old one. Uh, I want to shout out the Thought Control Shock to the System 7-inch released by Not For The Week. This is a band, I think, pretty much from South Jersey. Um, man, like, it's that line of fast, straight-up, early 80s hardcore meets late 80s hardcore energy. Um, it's great. I don't know that it's really easy to get anywhere, but To Live a Lie has it, so I'm telling you, smash that button, get it in the cart. Let's give them, you know, something new, something old. Tom, what do you think is a little, a little recommendation on the old section? So this is new old. <clears throat> um, Televalize Distro has uh, copies of the Antidote Thou Shall Not Kill um, record Yes, like, that Radio Raheem the, just did. Yes, it's the LP. It's it, a right, it's a 12-inch version. issue of the classic 7-inch, yep. Yes. So, yeah, so it's... The seven inch, um, the 1982 demos, and then a live set from CBs. Um, yeah, and the, it comes with a like a twelve uh, inch booklet of just like old pictures and old flyers and shit. It's it's worth it just for the booklet, even if you own, you know, that the seven inch ten times over. Yeah, it's worth buying the twelve inch just for like the additional stuff, and and just kind of hearing the story and like like from this, I re- I found out that Tommy Victor from Prong. Was in the earliest version of Antidote. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah. No, I actually didn't know that either. If, yeah, it's super cool and like yeah, it's all like the like the OG guys, um, just kind of telling like the story. different notes and stuff too, right? Yeah, and there's old pictures and stuff that you ha- like uh, that you haven't seen before. It's totally totally worth picking up. Yeah, and it's I, I, one of the best hardcore sandwiches ever. I mean, you can't go wrong. No question. No question. And honestly, you could pick that up, or you could probably buy 125 of them, mm-hmm. or buy just the seven inch original. Mm. So that's the value. So you could pay $20 for this or $2,500 for the original 7-inch. Yeah. Good Lord. Mm. And you get more stuff. So, I mean, it seems like it's just a value-based. Yeah. yeah this is just bigger. It's, bigger. it's larger as well. It is larger. It's just bigger. Um, yo, shout out to the Antidote 7-inch. It's basically perfect. And uh, Shout out to Radio Raheem. Raheem. Yeah, Radio Raheem. They do such cool shit. Awesome. Yeah. They always put time, energy, and like... I don't think I've seen better reissues in the punk and hardcore world, period. No, uh, and they have, I mean, if we're just going to talk about Radio Raheem, they also have the United Mutation yeah. uh, re, uh, reissue there. What's, I bought that uh, not only on vinyl, but I also did the old guy purchase on Bandcamp because I just wanted to listen to it on my phone. Nice. And, uh, I mean, that's <laughs> stuff that I've been a fan of that record The for, you know, I bought a, a bootleg CD of it in 98. Yeah. Um, and I it was a whole bunch of stuff I hadn't heard before. And they have a pristine layout yeah, and you can buy incredible. it from, from this great distro yeah if you have not heard united mutation um please check this out dark self-image another one of the radio raheem reissues and if you haven't checked it to live a lie has copies and not everywhere else does so no. check it out to live boom 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 next up death wish inc guys Bow. you know you know who else has a really good distro Deathwish Inc. Killer distro. So go to deathwishinc.com, and you know what I'm going to tell you to check out? 
I've already shouted out the Convulse Records, Candy Apple, Sweet Dreams of Violence, 12-inch. Like that a lot. They have it. I want to shout out the Razor Blades and Aspirin Zine, which they have the, I, I believe, I believe it's the newest issue, number 12. Um, it's just got um, a huge feature on Ed Culver, the legendary L.A. hardcore and punk photographer. Oh, yeah. Um, like, I'm pretty sure you see some images in there that you won't see elsewhere. Um, uh, you have a feature by Ola from Quality Control Records, one of my favorite labels from the UK, one of the best labels in the world right now, um, and a lot more. This is done by Mike Thorne, guy who's been doing zines and photography for a long time, and <clears throat> it's sort of, it's like what, what can zines grow and evolve into in this new world that we have where publishing isn't just, like to be honest, this is a glossy eight and a half by 11 full color zine that he soup to nuts does. And I, I'm still uh, like, yo, it's cool when a kid makes a bunch of photocopies and staples together. But then you see this, you're like, this is incredible. So hats off to this. I think it's one of the coolest zines going and, um, and you can get it at the death wish distro right now. Mm. Um, Shout out to zines. Shout out to Zines. And also, let's let's keep it classic. Uh, I want to ask Tom and Patrick. You guys are my resident Converge fan friends. <laughs> sure. The classic Jane Doe design, which is just the Jane Doe face sure. big on a shirt, now available. Three options. Well, there's four options. I'm going to give you four. One is the premium asphalt T-shirt. So asphalt, like that dark, you know, concert gray, we call it. So it looks like a faded black T-shirt. Okay. Then three tank top options. You have the spider black. Oh, that one sold out. You have the black tank top or the white tank top where the image is inverted. Which one are you guys picking individually? I'm going asphalt. I'm not a tank top guy. Tom, Patrick? I got these guns. Why not a tank top? Let's get you in that. I've been liking you with the tie-dye look, but that one's sold out. So maybe we'll have to wait for the re-up. Otherwise, I'm going to get you the black tank top. Okay. Pat, do you wear tank tops? Like, I don't know if I've ever seen you wear a tank top. No, I like a jersey, but it's rare that I do a tank top. He will wear uh, a tank top, but it's been a while. Like, I can picture you, like, playing, like, shoeless wearing, like, olive pants and a tank top, like, that you found somewhere. That's not far off. Yeah. I I straight up... I don't care how I look anymore. <laughs> like in terms of clothes, in terms of clothes, I, I could not give a goddamn. Like, remember when you came I, home with the fucking the race car driver suit that still smelled the, yeah, the of, jumpsuit? Yeah, but it still smelled got, like what he burned in. It really yeah, did. Yeah, it did. Uh, I've got four shirts at this point, and I just whichever one it only smells musty, not musky. I I put on. I do not care. Uh, I don't know what that's about. But I, that's uh, depression. But I don't think yeah, so. I, I'm sure all signs are pointing negatively or apathy. No, I will I say think this. It, it, maybe I'm free. Yo, I think you're free. Deathwishing.com. Go support them. Um, <laughs> Spell it out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I have, I only wear the same black t shirt, Comfort Colors black t shirt. And as I said to Dave this morning, hey, I'm wearing this shirt. Did I wear the same shirt yesterday or not? And he's like, mm, I don't know. Because it, I am wearing a clean shirt. But you would never know. I just wear the same shirt every single day. How many do I have? I have 24. 
How many are actually in rotation? Six. I have enough shirts to last me for the next two years. It's great. Incredible. It's lit. Yeah. So, um, guys, how are we doing? How are we feeling today? Feeling great. You would just shit your pants. Three minutes ago. <laughs> it was sorry. I'm just trying to keep the thing alive here. I'm just trying to keep everybody motivated. I feel like garbage. My stomach feels very heavy. It's full of fake bacon. Fake oh, I'm bacon. glad you Whoa. haven't lost your like sardonic New York edge. No. <laughs> Thank you. No, it's hard. It's hard to when you're crouched in a dark apartment in Hollywood to lose the New Yorker in you. So. <laughs> Living on a on a yeah an army cot. Hot. Four so, hots, yo, um, six hots and a cot. That's Pat. <laughs> I have been uh, traversing the U.S. and I have thoughts, uh, but I also have not been privy to the hardcore world as much as I would like. I've gotten to listen to some music, so we can talk about that. We have some some additional features coming up from Dave here as our guest. But guys, have I missed anything? We haven't really been able. The the chat has been quiet for the most part. What have I missed? What's been going on for the past ten days? Well, can I? So before we even go that far, yes, this we missed this conversation. So we usually record on Wednesdays, mm. right? And we have, you know, we usually are, you know, uh, you know, we're we're ahead of the game a lot of times. So I had to cancel last minute last Wednesday, mm. um, because I had been given an opportunity that we were going to wait to break it to Pat on the air. To get his oh, reaction. Oh yes, this what is big got? news. So, so the personal the personal happenings that caused the cancellation last week. Because we are we are for the people at home, we are probably the most proud of our religious religiosity to recording. Uh, since we got on a schedule, I don't know that we've actively missed a Wednesday recording. So. Yeah, I mean, we appreciate everyone listening so much. Like, we don't fuck around. We take this very seriously. It's our job. Yes, but so for me to kind of be like, "Hey, fellas, can you mind if we like do this over the weekend instead?" Because I really have this opportunity that I, you know, would be funny to do, and you know, everyone was cool about it, thankfully. But we didn't tell Pat why. So um, the reason why I had to miss recording last week was because I went to go see Weezer. Oh, Weezer. you risked you risked your COVID life for the fucking Green album. Well, here's here's the funniest part. So it was Weezer Green Day. Wow. Okay. Um, what year was the show in? 1994. It was dope. <laughs> okay. Um, well, someone was like, when was the last time you saw Green Day? I was like, 1994? And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I saw them open for like Bad Religion, and then they opened Warp Tour one year, and that was the last time I saw them. Um, so our friend Anthony, a list, you know, a listener of the podcast, shout out, uh, old friend of ours, uh, old friend of mine, was like, "Hey, do you want to go to this?" And I was like, "Fuck it, all right, I'll go." And then as I text him that I, that I worked it out with with the crew that I could take the day, he's like, "Oh, by the way, it's in a suite." Ooh. And I was like, "Dude, I Fancy. will watch Pat do fucking spoken word from a goddamn suite." <laughs> <laughs> You know Those what I'm saying? Are still like, available, Tom. Yeah. yeah, yeah giant <laughs> stadium. Let's see. So I just got to like sit there. You know, the suites are like done. You know, it's like for people not me. So it's like, oh, you like you you're vegetarian? Well, everything's got meat and fish on it. Oh, you're straight edge. Well, we don't have any. Like you, ha- we have like a bottle of water. Like so, but just to be able to sit there and witness the thirty nine thousand people that showed up for Green Day. Fuck. God. 39 pandemic broke some brains out here. Um, wow. fall up, I had to cancel because somebody in their crew had had COVID. 
Mm. No. Yeah. Wow. Um, which is, I mean, the, the, apparently, like the like they have like, you know, you can't leave the bubble. They have like a fucking doctor on the road with them that everyone gets. It's this whole thing. So for that, someone to have you know, test positive. Um, so that's why I had to miss it. Um, Rivers, I don't know if you've seen him recently. He looks like the bass player in the second band playing like the Acheron. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like a, a picture picture what you think that is and that's what he looks like he's got a that's mullet cool. a studded leather jacket and a flying no, v. Stop. What? wow dude he looks like you're like hey are you going to see the fucking capitalist ca- capitalist casualties play acheron and then he's like oh you know what my buddy's in the, the bass player in the, the opening band his name is rivers that's what he looks like it's wow. insane. I mean, I've never seen Weezer and Capitalist Casualties on the same flyer, so we might be onto something here. I mean, it's true. This is true. Um, but I, yeah, I hadn't seen either band in legitimately over twenty five years. It was a very rock thing. It was fun. It was an. It was an. Uh, it was. It was an. Uh, an opportunity that I thought would be funny and, and enjoyable, and I got to hang out with my friends, which is fine. And then I went to see Guns yep. N' Roses the next night, and it was one of the worst concerts I've ever seen in my life. Wait, wait, wait. You went back to back, not Once intentionally. Again, Tom Sign Machine really getting its workout. <laughs> I mean, I you know it, it, I like current hardcore, yep, and everything else is old, and the, the no alternative compilation, pretty much. <laughs> but so, you know, so it was. We had gotten these the, tickets. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to ask, what were the set lists like for for the three bands you've mentioned? So. Um, if you like, if you date most of the Weezer stuff was like, oh, I like these songs. Like it was like the Blue Record, okay, the first record. That's a good record. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they played a lot of that. They played all the crap. They played like the Toto cover, which is horrendous. Yeah. They covered um, a Fall Out Boy song in their absence, which was pretty bad. Um, wow. Green Day played like thirty songs, something like that. Wow. But it was like. Yeah, I mean stuff from like the Lookout Records, stuff from like the earlier shit, and then others. Like, so like if you're like a super fan, you will not leave like bummed because they play a nice. It's not like you know you go see a band, you're like, oh, they don't play anything before the third record. Like they literally play a little bit of everything. Right. And was and this the Guns N' Roses show at, in at MetLife in East Rutherford? Yes. No. Oh, yes. it was okay. That's nice. the one I went to with Morgado. Uh, okay. I'm just looking at the set list uh, via setlist.fm. That was me. That was I was there. You um, it. That yes, I took copious notes. Um, <laughs> it's it was kind of sad. It was like super depressing. You don't say. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I I turned to Morgana. I was like, "Yo, old hardcore singers age better than this motherfucker." A lot oh, of covers oh. in here, huh? A lot of covers. A lot of like, hey, we're gonna play for like four minutes so Axel can walk off stage, change a shirt, maybe get some oxygen. Oh no. Fuck. And like he sounded like Mr. Hanky. That's kind of cool. That's kind of like, cool. He doesn't hit anything. Like apparently he sings to a backing ah. track. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> you know where you are. You're in the jungle, 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 baby. baby. That's cool. So it was. About this. It was really fucking terrible. <laughs> to the fo- to the pack. The fact uh, our buddy Thorns was like, "Hey, I'm I'm gonna leave. You know, I can. You know." I'm going back to Queens. You can come with me. I'm like, great. And I'm like, I'm walking out during November rain. Whenever the fuck that is, that's wow. when I'm leaving. And I left wow. and I walked so out to him. knocking on heaven's door, night train, patience, and paradise city. I'm cool with it. Um, wow. That's how bad you, it was. And have they you covered, seen other yeah. before? Yes. That's when? Like a, uh, 
Like, are we talking yeah. like 87? No, no. Was I 11? Um, yeah. uh, I wish. I'm just, you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not that, that's cool. the prime uh, age. Metallica. I saw them with Metallica. Oh, okay. 91, 92. Like, that's, yeah, I remember that's that. That's kind of incredible. So uh, that was when they were like, great. This was, like, horrendous. And I was just like, I need to get out of here. Um, you made the right decision. Damn. Yeah, Morgado stayed for the whole thing. I walked out as they were do as uh, Axl Rose covered Bismarck Key. Oh no! Pardon oh, yeah, you heard me right. He does. He during I forget which song it is. He does. He does the you got what I need. Yeah, he did. Just a friend, which was a fitting tribute for a, a racist guy from Indiana. Um, <laughs> Allegedly racist. I mean, I have the lyrics. Um, he a, co- a couple no. a couple poor choices in covers over the years. It was a different time, Tom. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm sorry. About that. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, so so this has been Guns N' Roses Corner. And you can everyone can Google Guns N' Roses racist lyrics and find out what we're making light jokes about. <laughs> yeah, and, and um, yeah, Google Rivers Cuomo 2021. Yes. Google Axl Google Rose Rivers 2021. Cuomo racist lyrics. <laughs> I mean, he some of his stuff is kind of like really, bro. Oh, oh, a he's proto incel. He's the yeah, OG incel. He definitely is. Yeah, um, Santa Barbara shooter. <laughs> but yo, right, thank so, you, Pat, so, for being so patient and let me go see Weezer. Just um, need a little you know patience. Yeah. Wish I could take that back. I was like, we have to wait because Pat's gonna have a uh, like a full on meltdown. <laughs> uh, just make a weird uh, life. I, I took your advice. And Googled Rivers Cuomo 2021, and I'm really, like, just aghast at what I'm looking at. Was it correct? Like, do you think, like, he, like, could he be opening for, like, the opening band for obedience one day? He looks like, like he still has, like, his Charlie Sheen-looking face. Yeah. But, he like, didn't age. Like Charlie Sheen, Garth Algar, and, uh, like, current era uh, Anvil. <laughs> Yo, it's a bad look. It's really bad. Hey. I mean, they wrote a metal record for this tour, and they called Fuck. it Van Weezer. Fuck, Tom. I want to give you the most credit for for enabling a Weezer conversation that's been so long on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was you know, if I had to suffer, you had to suffer. You know, yeah, um, yeah. So what else have I missed, guys? Anything else? Anything else been popping? Some kid got hit with beer. Got moshed, beer moshed into his face. Yeah, that was like another barstool sports moment. Okay, okay, good. Um, good. Keeping memeing. Good. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, uh, oh, deeply, deeply embarrassing. Let's not let's not get heavy on this because there's no way to talk about this without scolding young people. Yeah. The the oh, youth no. of today conversation that I was so grateful I missed. I could have <laughs> done a fucking dance. Bob, are you the, are you privy to this? I am. I actually knew about this before. And Patrick scolded me when I was at his apartment. He's like, Bob, how could you have not brought this up to me? I was like, oh, Eric and me talked about it separately. <laughs> like, um, you know, yeah, how do we, where do, what, what can even be said about this? 
it, it uh, was Google, uh, you dumb motherfuckers, something. Google. Like how 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 out there do we have to be that Patrick's out here, like defending youth of today? Yeah, yeah really. Yeah, it's just uh, if this was a real th- was this real by the way, or am I getting like kind of like trolled right now? I think we all got trolled. I don't know. Did people sincerely believe this thing? I feel like it's like a very, 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 very small portion. So, so and then it just becomes like a thing. And then people go, "You guys are ridiculous! How do you believe this?" And then those conversations become larger than the original. Yes, that's true. Yes, that's almost certainly true. So, so it's like a lesson in sensationalizing. So, so for someone who maybe was, you know, locked away for a week or uh, outside a internet range, bless your heart. You missed that there was there is a Youth of Today show, in Denver, um, Denver, in Denver, Colorado. Cadaver dog uh, looks pretty good. Support acts look good. Yeah. Um, someone who apparently didn't really know what was going on, or maybe was just unfamiliar, was like noted the spirit of '88 on the flyer, which. For most people who know about youth youth of today or the youth crew, understand that's a reference to 1988, which is kind of like this weird peak period of the youth crew. Right. And really, it's just a reference because youth of today made shirts that said youth crew 88. Right. And that's when they did the youth crew across America tour. Yeah. Um, because if you ask the New York dudes, they all say 87. Summer 87 was the real shit. Um, but <clears throat> this person misunderstood it and... Looked at it and said, oh, uh, Spirit of 88, 88, HH, Hell Hitler, Nazi, yeah. Nazism, blah, 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 blah. And I think Mark McCoy made that flyer too, which is funny. He did. Yes. It's like, come and on. So here's, a, here's a question. Question to you fellas. Yes. What, what kind of person knows neo-Nazi lore but not youth crew shit? Like, what kind of person is, like, so knowledgeable? Because my mom doesn't know what the fuck 88 means in terms of <laughs> Nazism. You know what I'm saying? Well, but I mean, in the last couple of years, I mean, I think people are so kind of hypervigilant about it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in 2021, uh, Nazism is way bigger than youth crew. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's but a sad, who, sad state of affairs right there. It's true. Listen. So, so I, I mean, even in the hardcore world, you got to acknowledge like there's. I I look at this and think it's a it's a case of sensationalism. In that, yeah, this is probably some young ignorant person who didn't know, and I don't say ignorant in that way. I mean young and unknowing. I should say, who didn't know, didn't know, didn't know. Yeah, made a false equivalency. Yo, all our asses hate a false equivalency. Hate it. You know, Google, find out the info. Blah 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 blah. But then the act of sensationalism after, yo, I wasn't privy to it right away, but of course then I heard about it and it was like, whoa, talk about making, what is it, making a mountain out of, uh, a, mole mountain out of a molehill? Yeah. Right? I, I mean, I think the people responding to them far were far larger than the people complaining. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, the guy no was doubt. in to Fort one. Knox. There's not, no one's going to think he's racist. <laughs> <laughs> He's an appreciator of African American art forms. It's true. Make a train. Um, did you see the lineup for that? So Craig Ahead's playing bass. Okay. Um, instead of with, Walter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess Walter's I think, pretty busy. Do they fall during the time of the quicksand tour? I think so because they're doing punk rock bowling. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I have and to I assume Walter just didn't turn it down. I assume Walter's doing doing quicksand. Walter's I would imagine. Yeah, he's doing the quicksand tour. So shout yeah. out, shout out to the yeah. quicksand record, which will be excited. out by the time you hear this episode. So oh, make shit, sure you're checking right. that out. Make sure if uh, if shows are happening, you're going to all those shows. So you know, do do the damn thing. Um, yo, so uh, quick. I guess this is a quick hit. Are you guys ready to wear masks at shows? I mean, I I went to a show Monday and I wore a mask the whole time. Okay, and it was outdoors. I was like double uh, oh, yeah. like soft. Okay, yeah. Patrick, yeah. Tom, yeah, I'm okay with it. If that's okay. you know what I mean, if it keeps me safe and other people safe, like we know Patrick's answer. So I mean, yeah, we can skip his answer so I don't fucking hop on a fucking cross country train and. But I mean, it. if you're playing, like none of the bands playing wore masks, and yeah. Patrick wouldn't be at a show he wasn't playing. So fair, I think that's a fair point. Right. And he's going to he's not going to watch any of the bands before his or after his. So I mean it's yeah. like a 30 minute window of possibly you of know super getting spreader, or right. spreading the the disease. Patrick, you're 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 all good right there. Uh I mean I could get into how it's just everybody has access to vaccination and this whole thing is nonsense at this point. The mask is, I fully understand, fully understand though. Don't agree with, but I understand the rationale behind a venue asking for proof of vaccination. I, Tom and I can fight like cats and dogs on, uh, on what the implications of it are, the precedent that exists and where it might end up in state courts. But I understand I do not understand masks. I don't think there's. I don't think there's any merit in in a space where we all have access to vaccines. It's nonsense. That said, uh, it keeps people from talking to me, so I'll wear it. Yeah, I mean, it it gets you out of a fair amount of conversations because people don't recognize who you are, which is a perk. And your weirdness also keeps you from talking to people. So it's (laughs) that's that's a fact. Yeah, I mean, so it's it's kind of like a double whammy. So like, no one will ever talk to you because it's like. That dude doesn't actually respond to my questions as I ask him. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I think, you know, in terms of, uh, I mean, I don't, so the vaccination thing, whatever, but like, I think masks just, you know, if you want to wear one inside because, you know, you may be vaccinated, but you don't want to, you know, carry it out with you and give it to someone else, or, you know, you, you can still get sick after you're vaccinated. I mean I, I mean, I get the point. So, like, one is to kind of keep you from getting, like, keep you from dying. And the other one's, like, keeping you from getting, like, a really, really, really shitty cold. Okay. Have you seen people? I, I think masks are going to be a thing for the rest of our lives. Oh, yeah. I, I spoke to plenty of people uh, on my trip that said I'm planning to mask for the rest of my life. Really? Yeah. More than, more than two. Have you noticed anything crazy out there, Bob, in terms of like some places are acting like nothing ever happened? Well, I saw a lot of gas stations and truck stops. And sure. There's a great mix. There was, I mean, it was unpredictably. Uh, you would stop at one and there was a 70-30 split where 70% of the people were wearing masks. And then you saw at others where, you know, pretty much no one was. Yeah. And uh, the thing I've commented is it's interesting because, you know, I've had the assumption like, oh, you know, is somebody wearing a mask now because they're not vaccinated? It's like, no, no, that's probably not right. Um, Yeah. 
That's not it's it. not it's not them signaling. No, I'm not getting vaccinated. But it's um, nothing wild. I haven't seen it. But I will say, driving through the Southwest, driving to Texas, seeing some local news. Um, this is going to all get pretty serious when it comes down to kids, and that's the thing that they've been talking about, and and that's more of a an interesting concern about variants and. You know, largely right now, we're still looking at similar impact. You know, you're still seeing a, a kid get hospitalized, not hundreds. Um, but if those numbers start to creep up, and as we're here approaching school year, uh, that's where things are going to get gnarly. So uh, my, my heart is out there to all the educators who are dealing with stuff still. My heart is out there to all the people with kids, and, and more, most importantly to kids. You got to, you know, keep them safe. Um, but that's where, that's where I think we'll start seeing rubber meet the road is if there's a variant that comes along that starts killing kids. I mean, yeah. with the show I just went to on the flyer, it said, please wear a mask. So I did the day before I went to a wedding. I did not. So it really just depends on me keeping up with the wishes of the event I'm going to in the same way that you see shows where they're like, Ah, no, no bottles here at this venue. You know, I, I think you can expect to not bring a bottle there. Um, so because of the show I went to said, wear a mask, I wore a mask. And I didn't feel like getting in like a shouting match right. with the promoter. Um, right. You know, I mean, otherwise, I've been to other shows this year that I didn't. But, I, you know, I think I'm just taking the venue's cue of what they prefer. And that's what I did. So everybody out there, feels right, go and do it. Um, yeah. What else? Let's let's get back to the mosh. Anybody, hitting people in the face with beer while mosh. Beer. Good move. It was a two oh. shot. It was pretty wild. Um, I sent Pat. I don't know if anybody listened to it. The uh, academics. Pat, did you listen oh. to that at all? No. What, uh, what's the story on that? So he's doing his. Own, so academics is the dude that did the show with Joe Budden. Um. He's like he's a he's an influence is like a hit rap slash hip hop influencer, but like he's known for being like soft as baby shit. Yep. Like it's become like a it's like a joke that he's like. He's yeah, and and he he's guy. in on it. Like he is. Yeah, he's finally bought into like he's not like he doesn't puff his chest out. He's like, no, I'm a civilian. At again. all. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this is, I mean, it's a hard listen, but it's hard three listen. hours. Did, did you listen three at all, hours. Pat? Tom. The way so check it out. We've got four people talking into microphones right now, and yes. we're doing a baseline decent job of not being a nightmare to listen to, in my view. Right? These three men, only two of whom are really talking for the majority of that podcast, yeah, cannot get it together to let each other finish a sentence. And their mic discipline is some of the worst I've ever encountered. And mm. It is fucking torture. So no, I so, could not yeah. get very. I had to listen to the highlights. You should watch. YouTube has them like broken up, and you can also watch the video. On, like, so it's pretty much. So they're, it's a pilot. It's the first one they did. So it's academics has on Takashi Six Nine, and this dude Whack One Hundred. This mm-hmm. dude Whack One Hundred is an older older gentleman, but he's like an OG gang. I don't remember which one he was. Blood, mm-hmm. I think. Pretty like cool. he manages like the game, like he's a fucking like legit like OG, like. But like you know, and it's pretty much three hours of him just being like, "You're not a gang member. 
You're a civilian. Stop talking. Like, and just him like berating Takashi Six Nine and Takashi Six Nine, like pretty much outing himself for crimes. Um, to try try to show his his bona fides, and I think <laughs> if anyone wants to do this, um, maybe Jay Reason. I think you guys should do this and have like a hardcore hardcore's version of Whack One Hundred. Have on another person who thinks they're tough, and just have them like berate them for three hours. Because I'd listen. Wow. So Tom, what's interesting yes. about that though is it, Whack is getting all the blowback. So. Takashi, who, when you listen to it, he'd be clowned himself and, and whack shit on him. People are, whack now has active beefs for his, for being on it. And the young people took Takashi's side. So it really gives you an idea of just how everybody hears what they want to hear in a thing. You know, like Mm. we saw this earlier in the week with, uh, I guess, uh, uh, Bill Maher had, uh, 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 fuck, I think the guy's name's Malcolm. He's from the New York Times and uh, Ben Shapiro. And you could see uh, if you just were on a timeline with, with the varied follows, you could see people saying, Ben Shapiro destroyed this fucking cuck from the New York Times. And then next tweet would be somebody being like, this cuck from the New York Times destroyed Ben Shapiro. And it, it was, I watched it with Eric neither man destroyed anybody (laughs) it was it was just two pundits on a fucking panel and it was so interesting watching people just kind of you know it's what you take from it is just what what it ends up being and the narrative for you but uh the the whack 100 uh uh, takashi thing just broke down in this age-specific experience-specific sort of way that was fascinating Hmm. yeah it was it's, it's a crazy uh thing to listen to but it, it it it's it's very tough. That's just how it, it got kind of disrespectful, and like I was assuming it would go worse, just because there were things like you know, uh, Takashi would be like, you know, I've known about you my whole life, and he was like, your whole life, you're 24, and you worked at a deli till you were 16, like <laughs> super, like fucking, like uh, it was like it's an awkward listen. If you know, if it you is. like cringe worthy watching, that's to watch. Same thing with if we talk, you know. We were early in on the doing the versus thing. Yeah, um, I don't know if anybody watched the locks versus um, dip, the dipset dip versus. Yeah. Feels like feels like that was everywhere. It was insane, and I Why legit would, thought it was going to be like like. What was would Takashi gain by doing this? Like, why would you go on a show like that just to get berated? And also, why would you go on a show that's three hours long? So, so Dave, check it out. You you are taking Tom's narrative and, and because you respect Tom. So you just assume that that's the truth. But if you talk to like a 19 year old Takashi okay. clowned whack 100 and why would whack 100 go on it? I listened, okay, good point. I, right. I listened to a pundit today, like just like one of the kind of like bigger YouTuber rap pundits that were like, damn whack 100 took the L here. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, so uh, like, you know, like whatever yeah. it is like two, 200,000 subscribers are going really Whack 100 took the L and then, you know, as Tom pointed out, a number of people, definitely anybody over 30 is going, why is Takashi allowing himself to look like a fool? So again, it's like, there's a real generational breakdown. There's a real experience breakdown. And also, I mean, the guy hasn't put any music out in like eight, nine months. Yeah. So I think this is like a way of like, I'm going to get my name back out there for better or for worse. And for for him, all press is good press. 
Um, yo, uh, final thing on quick hits before we get to our audit, unless you guys got a, anything else. I got two quick hits. Oh, all right. Well, you guys start. I, I have news that's just just hit the ticker that I got to hit. Tom and Pat, you guys hit me with the hit me with the quick hits. Quick hits. Okay. Uh, this one is really quick. I don't want any explanation. Uh, uh, mm. We can follow up at a different time. Mm. Uh, I put a thing out on Instagram. I said, give me a topic and I'll find my, my most controversial take on it. Oh, yes. And, and Dr. Connor, uh, uh, the straight educator, uh, it, it offered – he gave the, 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 the hot take. So it was – maybe mm. he didn't understand the thrust of the question here. But he said, uh, hardcore is better uh, post-2010. Uh, than ever – than any time before it, right? Than yes. pre-2010? Yes. yes. Uh, w- give me no explanation. Give me your yes or no. 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 Okay. I, I went with no too, but I was, cu- I was curious. I wasn't <laughs> mad at that. Pose, and I think this is a full tease that we will revisit this in a very real way with, with extended answers. How about that? Sure. Okay. I'm with um, that. Yo, can I, can I say that I, I put in a submission to the, Give a hot take, and you didn't give a hot take on it, Patrick. I apologize. What was it? Do you know what it was? No, I'll try to generate one right now. All right, right now. Salsa. Okay. Um, I don't. You have I hot think takes that, on this. Well, I think I think doing anything like fancy dance? with salsa is misguided. I think that your best bet is a uh, fresh chunky. Uh, like I a think pico that, de gallo, uh, right? Yeah. I think that a uh, if you purchase. Or even accept at a barbecue that you didn't pay for, and you're and everything's being you're being you know you're a guest. If you uh-huh. accept Tostito salsa, uh, you're you're weak. You're you're not a cool person. Uh, I I think that you need a serious change to your life, and I don't respect you. Are you just a, of the mindset of uh, the fresh from the grocery store section, like the clear plastic, no label, yes. pico de gallo, and that's yes. all? No, so that's my preference. But some of those, because they are Stop. just essentially refrigerated tomatoes, yes, which sucks. That sucks, yes. everybody. Don't refrigerate your tomatoes unless you are seasoning with a million other things to compensate for the fact that your tomatoes will lose all of their enzyme tastes the second you refrigerate them. I, uh, I will sometimes go with a prepackaged that is got more like it just looks like it's going to be more flavorful than a refrigerated ass clear package that I don't like. If you get a Vons clear package, no, no, you're not accepting that at the no. barbecue at as the a guest. Barbecue, either. that's yeah. not a thing. Well, not at Kinley's. No, that's as just a refrigerated guest. tomatoes. To your barbecue, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Just see, this is this is the spice takes that we need from Patrick Kinlan on salsa. Not so much like whatever the hell you like hardcore age quarrel, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. And you had another hit, PK. Yeah. Well, this one might be involved, so we can skip it if we got to. But uh, no disrespect uh, to friend of the podcast Ian, who is a regional justice center military gun. Uh, uh, plays in self-defense. Uh, is SWAT. Uh, with probably <laughs> oh, Ian from SWAT. Yeah, yeah, Ian from SWAT. Yeah. So Ian from SWAT, who is, uh, in, unless we fire him this afternoon, is the uh, director of the music video. 
uh, that drug church is doing, uh, I think this weekend, uh, my scheduling is not strong. Mm-hmm. Um, no shit. I think so right now I'm at the center of a lot of anger because I don't know, I don't I'm know why. the difficult, I'm, I'm the difficult one Get regarding, out. <laughs> regarding music videos. Um, just that, is that, is that where we're ending it? Well, Those are just the parameters. That's the only equivocation you're giving us. Just, you're just tough on music videos. It's the st- it's a start. So okay. I hate music videos. I think that they diminish a band, not add any sort of mystique or even enlighten. I don't think they serve a purpose. I don't respect them. I hate them. No, no disrespect to Ian who's done a lot of these, but the <laughs> fuck your job. <laughs> fuck your job. I say that to photographers all the time. Oh, Hey, I got no respect for your, I mean, so does he, if we're being fair. Yeah, so that's true. Actually. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the point is that, the label in uh, who our listeners shout out to pure noise. Uh, they're honest. They're, they'll just hit me. And they said, listen, it can be any goddamn thing you want. It's just it's not your face. Pe- oh, sorry. It, yes. It's just people like European distributors want to know uh, people that we're trying to hook you up with to make you a bigger band. Want to see the band. They want to see yes. the band perform. That's what it is. Right. They just want to see your they fucking face. They want to see the bouncers. Yeah. Yes. Right. <laughs> so, because to me, I'm always like, yo, bands with bands with with or videos with the bands in them are terrible and embarrass me, and I hate them, and I don't want to do them, and then I refuse to be in them, and then the label gets mad because I make their job harder, right? When you let Eric sing for you, well, that that was the original gag that I tried to pitch was like, yo, why don't we just have everybody that's not me? Like, we'll just grab a couple of our unhoused neighbors. We'll grab, you know, the lady that does the. Uh, uh, she, she sews up my clothes. Like let, let, let's get that lady. Let's, let's get everybody. That's not me. We'll get the guy that works at the Baja fresh, whatever it is. And the, the, they're not buying that. They want my face. I'm very handsome. It's a curse. And the, the we're now at the point in the conversation where I feel lied to because mm. the venue had to, so I said, okay, no warehouse. I don't give a fuck. And, right. and if it's, if I've got to be in it, no warehouse. And today they hit me and they said, oh, it might have to be a warehouse. So, oh, I'm, so, so I'm pulling out of the fucking thing and everybody's mad as shit at me. Because it's like, I mean, I'm going to cost people about $10,000. But, but the point is, I don't give a fuck because I feel lied to. So I, I, I will never wow. be in a warehouse. You're never going to catch me in a warehouse. So you tell so, Ian not to, you're, he's not allowed to look the talent directly in the eye when you had this conversation? Why don't you film your part somewhere you're comfortable with? Like what? Just like walking down yeah. the street, like your selfie videos. Yeah, like right. take a walk. No that's what you should art. do. Yeah, you have no respect for this art form. You can just be like, "Oh, I filmed myself. My part's done. Here you go. It was done on my iPhone. The selfie yeah. flip. Ian that's actually a good idea. On iPhone stuff. So this could be thing. But well, Pat's known for his like his like. Hey, I'm walking down the fucking you know rodeo, mm. pontificating on some bullshit. Maybe that's your part. Yeah, I mean, because Patrick really is like today's Anthony Kiedis. And like Fact. that's kind of the footage we all love from the Under the Bridge video. That's true. That's, that's literally what we're going for. Patrick, I think on this whole thing, it sounds like you're the real Britney Spears. Like free free Patty. That's yeah. what we need to yeah. do. Yeah, I'm the victim. We can talk about this offline, but Bob showed me a pretty good video earlier today that I think is due for a reboot. That could work with with drug church. Oh yeah, that's true. Mm. Oh, I don't know if you got a good uh, like claymation. Man. Oh, it's the. Uh, uh, oh, okay. Let's see. 
this I introduced to two friends because the question was uh, shout out to the Cover Lovers podcast. Um, I believe he asks people like, "Hey, what's the first song you ever heard?" Yeah. Which I think is a very difficult question, right? Yes. yes. Mine is uh, what is it? Um, uh, Can't Van Dant. It's a it's a John Fogarty solo song. Yeah, yeah. That uh, I've never heard before, and then Bob showed me the video today. It's insane. Yeah. Um, so I think I mean I'm a, a music nerd. I've never heard of it. So I think the average drug church fan is probably not on this John Fogarty tip. Yeah, it's the uh, Vans Can't Dance, John Fogarty song from 1985. Vans Can't Dance, but he'll steal your money. Watch him or he'll rob you blind. My suggestion: mm. everyone needs to Google this now and watch it. It's the first song I remember, and I like it a lot. And the music video, I believe, burned my brain, and this is the reason I'm messed up. So, thanks, Dad. <laughs> um, okay, do we have any other quick hits, or do, are we ready for our, our – let's make this an annual audit. I mean, ready. I think Bob's hyping me up too much because he asked Probably. me this on, on Monday, and I really – Monday afternoon when I'm at work, so I didn't mm-hmm. come up with – I came up with six things. Okay, I think that's All right, a good that's start. I'll, maybe I'll, I'll live hit the the – the Instagram and see if we can get a few extras. So, okay. right. and then the only last quick hit Turnstile uh, announced the oh. support bands for New York. Ooh, did you see that? So the Elsewhere show is a Kulu, sick, nice, which is dope. And then the Irving Plaza show, which is fucking awesome, is Glitterer and Rule Them All. Nice, wow. it's cool. Feeling. Yeah, those dudes are doing, and and they put out a new single, and it's good. Yeah, Turnstile's good. Uh, there we go, the song that we talked about a few weeks ago that was at like 1.4 million is probably at 2 million by the time you hear this. That's really wild. I, I credit Axe to Grind for that. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. You guys are welcome. You know, Roadrun Records, you're welcome. Yeah, just, just send us some free swag. Thanks, guys. Um, Hockey right. jersey of some sort. This is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember, the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now. Are we ready for the audit? Uh, yeah, these are just random questions. So, uh, question one: Having an extra grind hasn't come up in a while. Anything you'd like to get off your chest? Hmm. Let's see. Hmm. Uh, have we had? I think our axes to grind have diminished more so in our old age. I I almost aired out a real piece of shit the other day, but I've decided that. I'm no snitch until the fucking grave. You're going to get me on the... I'm, I'm the whack 100 of this shit. 
like I always say, if anybody's got a personal problem with me and wants to like come hard with some threats or some DMs or even like like say you're gonna kill my parents, I'm never gonna say shit on you. You can you can you can fucking try all that because I realize the person that I got the most beefs with in life, I like they had a moment where they were like winning the other day, and I was like. I want to kick this motherfucker's legs out from them. That piece of shit motherfucker. And then I said, you looking in the mirror. And then, and then I said, that's for losers. I, I, it don't matter how bad this person is. It's not, if I, if I snitch, I'm no better. And, and then I just kept, I I hate that you do this because I don't know who you're talking about. And then someone's going to ask me like three weeks from now. And they're like, who's Pat talking about? I'm going to be like, what do you mean? I got, I got put it in the chat. No, re- I got no real beefs out there anymore that I'm aware of. But I've got one person that I can't wish well. And is it Takashi? It's not Takashi, but I can't wish this person well. They had a moment the other day where they were doing something good, positive for their life, and I had a moment where I said, "You don't deserve to win, you piece of shit." And then I swallowed that energy and said. It's got nothing to do with me. So right. I no, I got no axe to grinds. I'm I'm uh I'm I mean, good. you just grounded an axe against Ian and the video you know, Hype Williams and every video maker of the last thirty years. Listen, it's just a strong opinion that I got that music videos are fucking stupid. But Ian do you is have a music video you like? And uh, you know what? I went looking. I was like, oh, okay, so uh, Rival Schools uh, video. Uh, uh, Used Youth for Globe. Globe. Yep. So I go, I was like, because they were talking about filming the drug church one in a house and like kind of having a party going or something. I was like, okay, all right. I think, I think the Rival Schools one was like that. I yep. went and checked out that video. I cringed until my dick fell off and rolled down the street. I, 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 music videos are the cringiest <laughs> things that exist. I mean, they had their time and place. I haven't seen them um, uh, any modern music videos other than like at the gym on the TVs in the background. But mm. I mean, we all know that most precious blood has a music video. No one's seen it. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it's true. That's my axe to grind. Where's my fucking video, Pierre and Pat? I think it's in. Yeah, it's in. It's in. Not. It's not in Paris, but it's in. You know, Marseille. It's. It's in one of the smaller, maybe the south of France. It's yeah, in the huge. dome of the Dime Bank building in 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 South Williamsburg, where Pat showed it to us. He thinks he thinks I tell her I'm going to Paris. I'll meet her there with the Most Precious Blood video. She arrives at the station. I'm not there. Of course not. I'm not an idiot. I was in Berlin the whole time. With the <laughs> <video>. <laughs> um, I mean, the Trust Kill website's coming back, and we still don't have this video. I'm really fucking. That I'm is heated. fucked up. Trustkill.com is literally coming back. I don't, the label's not, but I think it's going to be like a history website or something. Interesting. Yeah. So try to track down that video. Hmm. It exists somewhere. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's probably in Pat's attache somewhere, but you know. Do you think we can blame Rudy Gobert for the missing video? Yeah, he probably touched it. Yeah, like sheesh. March of 2020. All right. Uh, access to grind. Um, Let's see. Anything to grind? No, I think you know what. I'll give an extra grind. I really believe there's a lot of hypocrites out there who spend a lot of time online coming at people for crimes they didn't commit, 
or for things that they think they maybe heard that they did a long time ago and maybe they should suffer more. It's something we've revisited a few times here. And I'm not here to say that people who do bad things shouldn't be held accountable. All for it. Keep people accountable. But I think we are nearing the end of this cycle where everyone is getting burned on hearing like hearsay and allegations when in reality, like the people casting the first stone usually have just as much bullshit as the person they're throwing at. So I, I'm still really tired of all that. And I think it's like a, an exercise in futility that continues to do no one no good. Yeah. I would say uh, the accountability era has been a bit of a failure. Uh, I don't know if anything has materially changed uh, for all of the, uh, hey, remember remember that slur you used on your live journal in, in uh, 2003? I don't think that that changed the world. And I don't think that uh, it, it significantly uh, uh, shifted the balance of power in the United States or, 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 or uh, rightened any wrong. So I'm you don't think that, that, that changed the discourse at all? No, I, I think, think it, it well, I think it changed the discourse, but for only for the most in the most toxic and intolerable direction. Like, yeah, so like you it's, think it's made people kind of think twice about the next time they say they're going to do something stupid. Yeah, but uh, you, yes. it may not have disempowered people. Yeah, but someone who likes to throw around a fucking f bomb or whatever. Well, you know, we'll I'm think twice that. before doing that. Tom, I, I wonder about that because I think you're right. I think so. Yes, in the public space, that's been curtailed. Yes. This is where I was going to go. And and I'm not sure if it's just um, closing up the caves a little tighter. You know what I mean? Where the which is good, right? Like it's good. Like hey, um, it's good and bad, right? Like hey, I don't want people to be casually tossing around an f bomb online or in casual conversation. I don't think it's right. But I'm curious if people are still firing darts when it's closed doors and they feel comfortable. I mean, I got to be honest. In my experience, in the last ten years, before that, people used it like the word "the." They did. That's a yeah. fact. You're now, if someone says it, you go, "Whoa, what the fuck?" Oh like, yeah, yeah. It's no. so jarring. So Tom, Tom's absolutely right. Like for our listeners that are like 19, uh, there was a time. Like if you try to jam up say a 40 year old dude on using that word. We're, t- we're talking about the slur towards gays. Everybody, if you didn't pick up what the fuck we're saying, uh, if, if you're trying to jam up a 40 year old on that, it's not going to be hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's not going to be hard. Yeah, it was yeah. part of the, part of the dialogue for it, 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 I would say, what would you say? Every school age child for ten years w- would throw I mean, that word that. around very I mean, loosely. If you, were, if you were in high school between nineteen eighty and two thousand eight, right? And you if that you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, and if that's cha- that's change. And that's, I mean, it just went off the rotation of Matt Damon last week. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's true. true. And he, he can't say nothing right. <laughs> well, I'm to, his daughter yeah. wrote him an essay. Right. And he's like, I, I use different words now. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Why? Yeah. 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 That's a little, little. Some people are just out of touch. In the room and, right, Maddie. No, no. I like you, Maddie. Um, so, I so, mean, let's be realistic. An Irish guy from Boston probably doesn't yeah. use the nicest words. No, no, no. And yeah. listen. But they don't, you don't need to say that. We know this. It's, it's understood. 
can so, we also can we also all agree that the we are desperately underusing the Cuomo I'm not a pervert for I'm just Italian for meme purposes like please everyone we would like more of those yeah I mean funny. if that's not a if that's not on a pair of fucking short shorts and lavalette by like this weekend oh, I'd be shocked if it's not already <laughs> I'm shocked and it's just one like I'm not a pervert I'm just Italian Jesus Tom you just made the yeah, million dollar that idea. is the shirt of the summer 100 percent I thought that was a joke, and I'm like, someone, must, and they're, and they're like, no, that was really like, that's the thing. I was like, holy shit. Where are you at, Chris Cuomo? You're up next. We got to hear from you. It's true. Um, okay, right, Dave. Audits. Continue. Okay, sorry. Uh, Question. See what my next one. Uh, yeah. Okay, here's a question. How professional should a demo be? Has improved recording technology turned us all into audiophiles? Um, I asked that really of myself, so I figured I'd ask y'all because I've heard some demos that are all like nicer than vinyl records I've put out. Mm, yes. And then when I get a demo that sounds like a demo, I'm like, well, I can't listen to this. It's, it's too rough. So okay. are we okay, all babies so, now? Yes. Hold on, Dave. Hold on. I, I, I'm trying to give g- – give me a baseline that I would understand. When you say a demo that sounds like a demo – now, you're, you are – uh, you go much more basement than I do on your regular listening. So you can't give me something hyper obscure. Just give me a baseline because when you say something that sounds like a demo, I yeah, don't know. You're if, right. Let me try to, think I don't know if you mean something that sounds like, like a boom box recording, you know, I like, mean, so like, give like me can't close my eyes. I mean, can't close my eyes is a, a demo recording. That's fine. I mean, I'm, all the like the, the famous New York demos, like there's there's definitely demos that sound like they were recorded at a fancy studio because they were, and there's certain demos that are just like live on NYU sets. Like I think a demo should sound like a good live tape. Yeah, and that's really what you want out of it. So so like think think Patrick something that sort of if you're playing it on a boombox, you're definitely going to get a lot of you know. No, um, I don't. I, pretty, pretty it, right. That's un, that's unacceptable in twenty twenty one. That that yeah. that is unacceptable. I don't because I think isn't it? Do you think Pat? Like the, the reason why it's unacceptable is because like it's so cheap and accessible to make it somewhat listenable. That if you do that, you're doing it to be cute. Yes, if you can't get together three hundred dollars, then uh, it, it, I don't know how you got gear to play music. I mean, I recorded two things recently, and I definitely didn't spend three hundred dollars. You don't need three hundred dollars. I mean, yeah, not even I that, think right. you'd actually spend more money trying to track down a four track. Yes, you would. But here's here's my argument here. Yeah, I think you just did everybody a disservice by acting like three hundred dollars is the is what it was in nineteen ninety seven. Uh, I remember when three hundred dollars felt insurmountable for five <laughs> fucking people. I don't think it's just a symbol that I am old now that $300 doesn't feel insurmountable. If you, if you are in a band of five human beings and you cannot each chip in 100 us dollars, then you are a crustier crust head than I am. You, it's not you, buying avocado toast and buy yourself a good demo straight up. Like, yo, if you can't get a hundred dollars <laughs> together, then you need to start stealing better. That's all that is. I'm not going to tell you that you got to go get a straight job. You know what I mean? Maybe you're the punkinest punk, but you got to get that hundo because a good recording, you can get a good recording for a hundred or for $500 at, at, for, uh, for hardcore music that does not have significant metal elements, $500. 
why can't you do this? No, I agree. And I, I mean, I'm asking this question with a target on my own back saying like, I now, when I get a, a rough demo, usually won't go back to it. Yeah, I think yeah. there's a, the, the, the floor for, for recordings has raised over the years. And like, it's so easy, like someone, someone's got a friend that has Pro Tools or a pirated version of Pro Tools or something that you can make something rel- – I mean it doesn't have to sound like you went to fucking you know, Electric Lady Studio, whatever the fuck. Yep. But like you, it's something that you can make like – you can discern all the different um, instruments. It's a fascinating question because it's evolved, right? Like, and, and we're now at the point where honestly <clears throat> some of the sounds of these rough demos of the late 80s, even, even some of the 90s stuff – is a desired effect. You know, there's certain drum sounds. I'm like, yo, who wants this? What really? But it's like, oh, it sounds like this, like, you know, they're going for whatever, for for whatever this grind sound or this drop beat, like beat down sound. Like that's what we want. It sounds like this 25 record. Cool. Right. I'm like, no, Um, but now, now that's attainable just through like, this thing that was done out of necessity sound wise is now attainable because you're like, Hey, we think that sounds cool. So yeah, I think we've, the, the, the quality has been raised. The threshold has been raised for just general listening. And then you throw on top of that, the idea that if you want a specific sound, that's, that's something you shoot for as opposed to fall into. So it just changes the paradigm. It just changes the way people look at that stuff. All right, next, All right, next let's up. see what I got. Uh, other than Walter, favorite person who's had a lot of excellent projects? Because mm. Walter's like the softball. He's yeah. done a lot of stuff. Super softball. So let's throw out some softballs. Ian, right? Right, Pretty Tom easy. Capone. Yeah, I mean, he's been at SWAT. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ian Mackay, I was speaking of, the guy from, you know, a teen idol guy, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tom Capone. Tom Capone's a really good one. Tom, well, Tom, what are your feelings on handsome? Are you a big handsome guy? Not as big as everyone else, but it's good. I think we're in the same place on that. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, like, I, 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 it's love probably it, you know? fifth in that, like, in the hierarchy. I listen to Orange Nine Millimeter or like Quicksand far more. Yeah, yeah. I I like it more than I like Orange Nine, but but that's that's not. Yeah, it's not it's not that far off. Um, Gavin. Gavin, I was thinking. You know, I, I think Justice. Oh, Justice is so. So, what do we call for? So, Turnstile, no, uh, Trapped Under Ice, Angel Dust. He had some side projects that I've been wanting to talk about. Was it Sinom? Sinom was, yeah, with uh, the genre. It was pretty much him singing for Breakdown and like Crown of It was uh, Dijon uh, Lumadina, I think, and somebody else. Well, I'm not familiar with this. Uh, there was two, yeah. So, they put a record out on Reaper, I think. Yep. yep. Yep, that's so it was Sinom. So it was weird. It was like there was a Madball like uh, all star band with Vogel singing called SOS. Yep. And then there was like a Crown of Thorns break Dijon era breakdown band with Dijon with Justice singing called Sinom. S A S A I space N A M. Yes. M is a Mary. So check that out. That's going to be a little little homework project for me because I was curious about that. Um, Very good. But I mean, I think all those dudes, it's like Brendan, the drummer, you know, like, yeah, he's in, he's in Angel Dust Turnstile, TUI. 
Defang probably deserves a lot of credit. He's done. Yeah. Defang deserves turn credit style. for sure. Praise. Something uh, Angel Dust. He's done a bunch. Um, Was he a mindset? No. At any point? I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, choke, honestly. He doesn't get credit for negative effects, last rights, slap shot. And when you think about how long running – and Stars and Stripes. Yeah, say, Star, stars and Stripes, weird, weird space that they occupy where – Weird. It's – listen, I, it's very catchy. I, I think that there's some great songs there. Uh, it, the I've never heard it. it is really hard. <laughs> it's not easy. But it's not just that. I don't know anybody into that style of music who disrespects it, which I think is maybe to Choke's credit here. You know, uh, it, it's for people that for look. I think it's far people, enough under the radar that people don't catch it. Yeah, that's, that's probably true. Uh, I think our listeners should. Do you think do you think most of our listeners have checked that record out? Yes or no? I'm saying 51 percent. No. No, not no, no. I think I'm I'm curious. I'd say more than fifty percent have at least checked out Slapshot, but I think then fifty percent of them have checked out Stars and Stripes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, what's your your Vulture Rock crossover <laughs> as far as with uh, your reach? Well, you know, we do. You know, the uh, the the YDL reissues really kind of soured things. What's the Connecticut band I really liked? Uh, from the, the like late nineties, damn! Shout out Rich Peruzzi. I can't remember Cornerstone. No, I love Cornerstone. Um, Don't you ever say you were? Yeah, because you're not. So you're not you know it. Um, yo, I think Choke low rated. Um, yeah, I agree. Because Negative Effects has its fans, and Negative Effects is awesome. Like great, right? Where do you put that in your top records? Negative Effects. Yeah. Um. If I were being hyperbolic, I would probably say it's in my top 20, but I'm being honest, I could probably put 20 stuff above it. I genuinely like it. I listen to it periodically. It's a good, you know, gym or running record. It's short and fast, you know, no real like skippers. So putting it on a, like a playlist like that where you don't want to think about it works well. Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff, as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out. Yeah, true. I mean, there's. I mean, Vic Takara. Oh, Vic. Vic. Vic uh, stuff. John Brandon. Yo, John yeah, Brandon. Get talked about for his other projects. You're right. And people should actually. They'd fucking love it. Like laughing hyenas. Like they would actually really. I don't know if people have have ever gone beyond their negative approach love, but it's pretty fucking. Yeah, laughing hyenas got tracks. Like, I think they're an actually like very good band who are on my, like, man, I should really listen to this more. Like, it, it crosses a lot of different genre appreciation, to be honest, you know? Um, man, this is a good question. Yeah. What about Cali? Let's give some, like, we haven't given enough West Coast love. Okay, I mean, here's the hard part. So I immediately go, like, okay, what about, like, vocalists and stuff? Dano? Hmm. I'm not huge on No for an Answer. 
Do you like Speak? I don't dislike Speak, but I never... I tried when I was young and never got fully into it. I think 411 has some really good songs. That never might be a totally band. put it together, but some really sure. good songs. The This Isn't Me LP is pretty good. Um, you know, like Variation. the answer for this one, like Callie, it might be some random, like. I mean, Rob Moran. It could be Rob Moran. It could be like the Hayworth dude who was in Inside Out and Hard Stance. And like, you'd be like, oh, shit, you were in like all these bands. Damn, you know. Um, Hartfield actually did a lot of different bands, you know. Um, Mark Hayworth, uh, let's see what he did. Have we already said Ian Hard was just like an all time? Yeah, like he's yeah. he he's as softball as Walter. I think when you go through and go, okay, Teen Idols, Minor Threat, Embrace, Fugazi. D- but but don't Eden's forget, head. but don't don't forget uh, Pale Head. Don't forget uh, yeah, uh, uh, Egg uh, Hunt, Skewbald. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, yep. Egg Hunt. The, and then, I, I mean, yo, if you haven't listened to the Kariki LP, I think it's really good. Yo, it, I, it is. One of my favorite records from a couple years ago. I think it just, like, catches an energy from that dude that you're like, yo, you're still ferocious. Yeah. You know, like, and it's a different kind of biting, but it still has that. And when I say ferocious, I mean that, like, ferociousness of sincerity and, like, like the stuff he's singing about clearly still resonates and means something to him. Like, I think that's one of the beauties of all this crazy shit is that whatever he was singing about when he was 18 really, really got him wound up. <laughs> For him to sing about that now probably doesn't wind him the same way. But what he realizes and what a lot of people get as they kind of move through, I think the, the Quicksand LP will probably show that for Walter, is like, I am going to keep that energy and go in on the things that really wind me up now, which are different than what wound me up at 18. And I think that's, that's like the beauty of all this nonsense. Sure. And the trick to a long running career of doing cool artistic endeavors. Okay. Here's a question. Brian Baker, who shares a birthday with me, uh, is, uh, since he has confirmed more missteps than, than steps, do we count Is that him? confirmed? That uh, <laughs> are you putting? So minor threat, dag nasty, bad religion, junkyard, Ju- junkyard. Well, junkyard's a misstep. Doggy okay. style, junkyard, doggy style, uh, style junkyard. His new band. Um, is beach rats a, a a misstep or is it just? It's a no, half. It's not a misstep. It's not. It's it's the fake names band is fine. Okay. Okay. With uh, um, Dennis from Refused and like two dudes from like Ignition, I think. I mean, um, one of my roles here is to, to really bring out a crustier element, and I would like to just reference uh, Todd Burdett. That's who, um, yeah. So I was going to ask who, like, the main dude from His Heroes Gone that went yeah, on to the most. Cop Out, His Heroes Gone, Tragedy, uh, Death Threat, uh, played drums in a band called Funeral, yep. uh, played, sang in War Cry. Just Jesus. Yeah, he was underrated. Currently plays guitar, I think, some vocals in a band called Nightfell. Yep. have a new record coming out soon that I never remember that band existing. He was in uh, Severed Head of State oh, yeah, for a while. He was in Call the Police, who were okay. Um, who was in the yeah. band uh, Man with Gun Lives Here? Because that's the hardest name ever. <laughs> One of those dudes. Great it's some name. Memphis band. I forget who it was. Yeah. Yo, um, yeah. Did, uh, wait, can we? are you guys aware that 
Junkyard had a record in 2019? I no, only no, had the no. first one. <laughs> it had Simple Man and Hollywood. Uh, uh, you, you're referring to self-titled? Yeah, um, I had that one. No, no, no. We've we've got seven records since then. <laughs> I mean, he's not been he's not involved in any of them. Uh, apparently, he There's is. No way, Baker's on. Oh, uh, no. I I think that's what I'm reading right now. I'm going to double check on the disc. Guys, but let's see. All right, uh, low key reference one. Al Alex Barreto, Al Payne, was in Against the Wall, Chain of Strength, Hard Stance, Inside Out, Statue. Um, what about Chris currently? Chris Baron. Chris, uh, we should pull that up. Um, was in Alien Ant Farm. Um, apparently, spent some time in Excel. Ooh. Um, currently doing World by Be Free. So there you go. Uh, you're talking about um, Chris Bratton, who Chris definitely Bratton. deserves. But the drummer from he, Chain and who was in, he was Inside in Out? Um, Justice League. Yeah. And Inside Out. Yeah. But I think he might have been in other stuff too that doesn't get noted. Todd Burdett's a really good one. Um, uh, I was actually listening to the Nightfell record, and that's when I penned that question. Mm, that's good. How is that record? It's fine. Okay. Um, it's, is it Bolt Thrower? There was like a band that I'm like, they're definitely just going for this. Um, but, I mean, I don't listen to Bolt Thrower all the time, but if you want a, a current Bolt Thrower, there you go. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Dave also mentioned the other Todd, Todd Jones. Yeah. I'm he, he gets referenced. He gets referenced a lot, I think. Yeah. Um, but an interesting, like, like you look through his career, it's carry on, it's betrayed, it's terror, like the start nails. of terror. Yeah. Then you go into nails, and he's got lots of little projects in between Snake Eyes. He did some time in um, in internal affairs. He's worked with lots of other bands. Some bands he's written for. Some bands he's just kind of been a part of their process. So like, he deserves all the mention that he gets and you know as somebody who's worked with him like the dude takes his craft super seriously and it's and and like also is thoughtful about it in a way that he doesn't get credit for so shout out to tj okay um shout out for sure uh let's also do the young brothers who uh are prolific as fuck and and try a lot of different shit right uh who from Boston am I forgetting from the mid two thousands era? There's I mean, there's there's the DFJ who oh, just because oh, DFJ oh, sure. um, they play. I mean he plays all instruments, but yeah. if you're a solid, Sang a few, a, yeah, you're you got Naraj. a lot of bands just by default. Yeah, so so DFJ, yeah, so DFJ and and Naraj, yeah. both a lot of credit. Uh, Handsome Jim. Oh yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, yep. Nate Newton. Mm. Uh, yep. Uh, uh, a Ram. Uh, yes, I am for sure. Uh, it, but before we get off topic, how come you guys nev- have never talked to me about the Buck Cherry album that features uh, Brian Baker on guitar? Well, that's why the guy from Buck Cherry wants to How's sing a Mind of Threat, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's on. That's one of the ones that's in the can, right? Coming up on a future episode. <laughs> yeah, that's the uh, the the uh, Buck Cherry deep dive that we did. Yeah, uh, listening party. Yeah. Okay, because um, the uh, well, well the, I was wondering two- why you hadn't brought up the God. The 2014 Buck Cherry record entitled Fuck, uh, such songs as Somebody Fucked With Me, Say Fuck It, The Motherfucker, I Don't Give a Fuck, It's a Fucking Disaster, and closing track, Fist Fuck. Guitars by Brian Baker. So it's like a themed record. They stuck to- <laughs> it's a concept album. It's a concept album that they stuck to. All right. 
What the fuck, Brian? That was uh, the voicemail that was left by uh, I Mackay from. Uh, I mean, they probably had, were like, he was probably like, I have some of these like fucking like cock rock riffs that Greg Graffin won't let me use. Yep. I'm just going to give them to this guy. Yo, you were on that one junkyard record? Bro, I love that fucking No, record. no, no. Bob, not one junkyard record. I just confirmed he's played on every junkyard record. <laughs> yeah, he's a fan. Really? Because I feel like that was like his like scarlet letter that disappeared when he came back to punk. He doesn't seem too too ashamed of it. He keeps no. uh, some of these are definitely reissues. They gotta be, but uh, yeah. not all of them. But I think you know, as you know, axe to grind. If you guys weren't aware of these junkyard records, I think they're really just trees falling into the woods here because they're not really hitting the target demo. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was was all in on Cock Rock in '89 or whenever that record came out, and I was not blown away by it. Well, that's because you you probably haven't given enough listen to Shut Up, We're Trying to Practice, uh, the record from 2000, which uh, looks pretty lit. I, I can't confirm it, but uh, it's Brian Baker definitely played on it. Mm, junkyard. I'll throw that on my to listen to list after that. Uh, Dijon Justice Band. Sign on. Yeah. Um, yo, that's a. It is a good question. Shout out to everybody who has a prolific life in music. It's it's fun and neat. What about right, Pat, Dave, what do you Pat got? Kenlin? I think we're winding down here, so why don't you give oh. us one or two more? Um, vaping was considered ultra lame when it came out, but now it's super common. What's a super lame thing that's going to be totally absorbed as normal? Oh, great question. Mm. <laughs> can, I be, can I be Pat for a second? Masks. <laughs> that's true. N95s. Uh, what is super lame? That's, I mean, you know, we've talked about this. Uh, metalcore kind of reaching super saturation of this is lame and then crossing over in the same way that uh, screamo did uh, like radio screamo uh, was literally the, Oh, slipknot. The kid from slipknot died the other day and I'm the seeing kid. how cool, how I'm seeing <laughs> whatever I'm seeing how cool slipknot is. And th- Hey, that's a, that's a change. Everybody like you can have any opinion you want, but that was a change. Yeah, that's that's a, a change. change. That was a big change. Yeah, because people like in that age room, and I totally get it. Like, bi- it was biohazard for someone in my age range. Yep. Yep. It was Slipknot, but like people that were like, "Yeah, Slipknot got me into heavy music," then completely swore them off. Like they didn't exist anymore. And then in the last three years, it was like, "Fuck it, man! They got blast beats." Well, yo, I want to give a shout out. Here's here's what it really is: the twenty year olds are the ones who went unabashed and were like, no, no, Slipknot fucking rocks, bro. And the 30-ish year olds are the ones who... Uh, I mean, they came around to it. They re... They, uh, what is it? They re... Reclaimed? Yeah, they kind of... Yeah, they, The 20-year-olds influenced the older people yeah, to, they, they kind to of just admit that they recon- like it. They recontextualized their um, dismissal of Slipknot when they got into hardcore and now we're like, oh no, yes, I, I did love Slipknot. Yes, of course. They are wonderful. They are. And it's like, you freaking poser. You did. I mean, that. Limp Biscuit was being enjoyed two weeks ago. Yep. Unironically. Yep. Yeah. 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 Yo, Pat, how weird is it for you that Fred Durst was like, hey man, it's too dangerous out here with this COVID. We're going to cancel this whole tour. Uh, like that he's the voice of reason. Yeah. Uh, somebody... I, I know somebody that uh, worked with Fred Durst for a while. Uh, he, he said that he is a very cool, very reasonable guy. 
Uh, however, uh, he also has some anxieties about, uh, how his, the popularity of his band. Uh, sure. And I would be, I would be curious to see numbers. Like if those shows were all selling out and he canceled, then I would say, yeah, that's a very responsible guy. Uh, if, if the shows were half sold and he canceled, I would say that's a, that's a guy who's, uh, doing his best to protect his image. Uh, I mean, you know, they were playing like Irving, like places that were far too small for them. Right. And can we have a confirmation? Is that a wig or did he actually grow his hair out? I mean, he just has the same hair as Patrick. Yeah, he really does. Same color and everything. So here's a question for you guys. Music video. Uh, it's supposed to be all tight shots. Uh, mm. Not that flattering for uh, a band as ugly as mine. But uh, do I keep this weird uh, Brian uh, Lyle Lyle Preslar hair that I currently have uh, the haircut or do I uh, cut it into something a little bit more? Uh, you know, a, a I think you go shaved head. I think PK for posterity. You you should get it tight, tighten up. Yeah. I also, I know you're kind of in on the facial hair thing right now. Is this right? Are you feeling the face? You're feeling your facial hair a little bit. Well, this this ties into me not being very invested in my looks at the moment. I mean, you look like a beatnik poet. It, it's I I was gonna say like if there was a Disney movie about a catfish. Like that's kind of the vibe your your goatee is mean, giving right now because it's sort of thin <laughs> on the corners and it's weird. So like I like I look like the animal catfish or I'm like cat a cartoon catfish. I mean, okay. Patrick's just got like a real 1991 sick of it all look going. I I've you finally made it. <laughs> he was going for Luke Kohler for the last 25 years. He's finally attained it. Yes, this is what he looked like when I saw him. Actually, when I, the first time I saw him is the look that I have right now. Pat, Can you cut your hair into a tail? You're no, so that's the problem, right? Is uh, so I saw the first time I saw Sick of It All was post was like probably 1996 or something. So oh, post, after he lost the tail, yeah, he had lost the tail by then. I think you're currently cosplaying as significantly older due to your hairstyle, and if you cut it, you will look. Like the youngest member of Drug Church, and it's not close. And I know how you like to burn those dudes. Yeah, I think uh, you should let hair and makeup make the call with this music video. I was going to shave a few days ahead of time so, so, uh, so that uh, it, there wasn't like a, uh, like a tan line on my face. Oh, yeah. Yeah, always a smart move. Always a smart move. Smart move. Yeah. You should, you should dress up like um, – the character from I really think you should leave. They're like, I have too much shit on. Like the fucking. <laughs> I think you should just have a really weird shirt. What are they? The really sh- Dan Flash. Yeah, get, get a Dan Flash shirt. Um, Maybe like a two three thousand dollar really you know involved pattern. Um, I mean, you could. Also- That's my axe to grind. People, people who make that their fucking personality. Every time a new 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 season of that comes out, boom, there you go. Yo, it is very funny. Yeah, don't, don't you don't have to just be that. I, I it's think- funny. It's a funny show. There's a uh, I want to I don't think I don't remember if it's No Doubt or just Gwen Stefani solo mm. video that's relatively recent where she revisits a lot of her looks from her career. Oh really? I'm so sure. I think Patrick could do that. Like he could have like a long hair wig and, and things like that. <laughs> the Romulan yeah. haircut that we saw him have. Yeah. Yeah, I think that the was white a belt. Deep, that was a deep white fake belt. maybe. The, the era where dude, he it looks like you. His, his video partner in France. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. 
Yo, I think uh, I think we we do have more auditing. I think I'm going to take this to uh, a Patreon. So shout out to everybody who supports us there. Shout out to everybody. Thank you guys. Do you guys mind if we close this episode with uh, with a new track by the band Military Gun? Oh, no, fuck yeah! Exciting. I think I think their uh, their lead singer is a talented videographer. So Hype Williams. Okay, <laughs> shout out everybody. Uh, enjoy Military Gun. Nature